is like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are here this week, the first week of our April 2021 theme, which is drawing conclusions, where the entire month of April 2021, we will be watching uh, animated films. And, of course, following our general rule of movie club, uh, where at least one of us has to have never seen the movie, or at least not seen it, in a, a reasonable amount of time. Uh, and this week we'll be reviewing a silent voice from 2016. Uh, before we get into that, we like to catch up with how we've been doing and see what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. So Corey, how you doing? As always. So glad it's Friday. <laughs> I had the day off today because nice. good Friday. And um, I worked out because I was supposed to get my second vaccine on Monday. And uh, a friend pointed out that you could switch like to a different place as long as it was the same, like, you know, uh, vaccine vaccine. Mm-hmm. So I, I got an appointment yesterday afternoon and was able to get my uh, second vaccine yesterday. So I have the three day weekend to recover. Nice. Um, I am. Uh, I was mostly fine. I have a, I've had a like a kind of nagging headache and I feel a little fatigued, um, especially like getting later in the day. I started really feeling like I'm like, OK, I could probably go to bed right now but i need to record so i am recording with uh an iced coffee uh very late uh to be drinking an iced coffee but i need the caffeine to stay functional um so uh yeah that's that's what i'm doing but um otherwise i I was pretty content um that it was just a mild headache all day i because i had a couple of friends who had their second shot and they were like really out and if i remember you were pretty uh pretty down after your second shot right yes worse than the first one i think the biggest thing was uh i started i got chills the first shot but they didn't come on until like many 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 hours later and this time it was like maybe maybe a couple of hours i was just like freezing shivering body aches tired i um i didn't really have any symptoms from the first shot uh I was worried about a headache um, from the pharmacist and I, she told me just to take Tylenol. So I took that preemptively. And then uh, nice. my arm was sore um, the next day. I actually think it was more sore the first shot than the second shot. Like it's barely bugged me at all today. Um, but I didn't, I didn't have any other symptoms. I had a couple of other coworkers got their shots yesterday too, their second shots. And um, I checked in on them as well and they were uh, mixed. Some, a couple were like me. And a couple were, uh, you know, chills and like full body aches, like they had the whole flu kind of symptoms. Um, so it's it's it is, uh, but it's supposed to. You're supposed to have this immune reaction. Says that it's working, um, and oh, I'm pumped. But it know? must be doing great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it, the odd thing. Um, the other day, Wednesday, uh, here in Florida, it was very very hot, and I usually run after school, but it's, it's getting to that point where I have Dang. to like wait till it's uh, late. Cause it's yeah. too hot. Um, and, uh, that's what I did on Wednesday. But then today, all of a sudden it was 48 degrees again. Uh, Florida having that bipolar weather, like on a, on a extreme. <laughs> it was only 11 degrees 
warmer there, but I bet it felt colder there because of the humidity. How high did you guys get? How high <laughs> did you guys get today? I think 70 was uh, what I saw. Yeah, it was- and it's supposed to be like that tomorrow, too. It was almost 80 here today, and it's so funny because you, like, texted me that it's April, and I'm thinking it's April because it. I feel like it's not usually this warm here in April. It's supposed to be 80 on Sunday. Ah, see, this is where usually, like, I'm, like, I was already ready to put my jackets away and stuff, and uh, all of a sudden I'm, like, I guess I need a jacket to walk the dog this morning. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's I'm not complaining so much as it was just surprising. I actually started noticing it last night because I, even though I got my shot yesterday, I still I went uh, with my mask. I went to the gym late when it's mostly empty, um, at like ten o'clock ish, and uh, I like I left the house and I'm like it's it feels a little cold. And then I was like maybe that's the shot. And then uh, my friend was working out with me and he was just like oh no we got we have a cold front coming. I'm like oh well I I guess it wasn't just me then. Um, you know it actually is cold outside, but. Yeah, it was unexpected, but at the same time, not unwanted, just unexpected, you know. Um, well, let's uh, let's get into what we've been watching, shall we? Uh, you want to go first or second this week? Uh, I'll let you go first. I think I went first last time. Yeah, I, it's all good. Um, so I've watched uh more TV than I usually watch. Um, especially last weekend, I found uh that I I spent a lot of time watching. I think I watched five or six episodes of star trek the original series which i have become a big fan of um i'm slowly working through that one i'm not like trying to like rush through the episodes but i'm enjoying that very much uh but then i finally i've been meaning to watch a uh, search party for some time um i think there's four seasons it is now on hbo max it was originally a tbs uh series uh the main star is Aaliyah shawkat who i am a big fan of and um it's uh it's really interesting. It's it's like definitely a dark comedy. Um, I don't know if there's any character that you're supposed to really like because uh, oh. they all have some despicable qualities. Um, and but the storytelling is insane. Uh, and I had forgotten that um, Griffin Newman, who is the uh, the host of the Blank Check podcast that I love so so much, is uh, has a couple of uh, episodes that he is in. So that was exciting for me. I was like, oh yeah, Griffin's in this. I forgot. Um, and uh yeah i i really recommend the show i'm i'm like four episodes into season two now um there i think there's like 10 episodes a season so like i I basically finished season one on this weekend and i've just been catching an episode here and there when i could uh this week um and of course i watched uh the newest episode of falcon and the winter soldier um enjoying that show i think it's a, a even more limited series than wandavision if i've heard correctly it's only like six episodes um so it's only it's halfway through i believe if i'm not mistaken i think today was episode three but um i'm I'm definitely enjoying that show so i haven't watched as many movies this week uh it's been a kind of hectic week um like on sunday i got a new television and so that took up most of my day like setting up my the room moving things around because we moved my old tv into taylor's room taylor's tv into my into our bedroom um but I've I've been wanting to get a 4K TV for some time, and my wife was finally like, "You you sh- you should just go ahead and do it, and like uh, increase the size of the TV because I I watch so much media for uh, Burke reviews and stuff, and it did make sense to have a better TV overall. Um, and so I finally upgraded to a 50 inch 4K, and uh, it it was it's great. I, I'm very very happy with the purchase. I I did get a smart TV, which uh, I love Roku. 
which I didn't realize. I got a Roku smart TV, and it just like there's so many apps um, for stuff that I used to only be able to watch on my computer, like Canopy and Hoopla, which are the oh. library services. Uh, those yeah. apps exist, and so you can rent your movies and watch them on your TV, which is great because I before I had to watch them on my computer. Um, same thing with a uh, movie, M U V I movie, um, is also has an app on uh on the, the Roku TV. So I've been very excited just to have like basically any any service where I can see a movie is now on my literally on my TV. Like I don't even have to turn my Xbox on anymore. It's just a couple of clicks on my controller. In fact, my TV controller has a Netflix button, a Disney Plus button, and a Hulu button. Yes. So I'm, I'm literally a click away uh, from just having those apps open on my screen. Um, but uh, so the movies I have watched, though, um, for the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, actually two of the movies that I've watched are for the BAMP. Um, last week, we re- we reviewed the last blockbuster on Netflix, um, which I like, but I also had some, I had, you know, not issues, but I just feel like it could have been a, a overall better documentary than it is i feel like it's um i feel like it stretches itself for time like there's stuff in there that is like you're just trying to pad the runtime we could have done more and uh but ultimately i did enjoy it um i watched uh 1963's charade which stars uh cary grant and audrey hepper um really crazy movie uh definitely worth checking out it is on prime um, watch the silent voice for this podcast, which we'll be talking about in a few moments. And then today, uh, I even though I was feeling a little under the weather, I I watched uh, Godzilla versus Kong for uh, the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. That's what we're re- reviewing next week. And I got to say, I, I actually enjoyed it very much compared to uh, King of Monsters, which I did not like at all um, for the most part. I, I had a lot more fun with Godzilla versus Kong, and uh, I still had some issues with it. But I really, really like King Kong, which is su- still kind of the biggest surprise to me because growing up, I always Godzilla first. I, I've still never seen the original King Kong. Um, it's a it's a big gap for me. It's one I'm going to watch eventually. But um, I've never really been that interested in Kong. But I always like Godzilla movies. I used to watch them all the time on Comedy Central with the like um, Mystery Science Theater 3000. You used to do them before they lost the rights to the movies that they were showing or whatever happened. And I'd I'd rewatch them on sci-fi. Like I've just always enjoyed the Godzilla movies, and I like the the design of Godzilla a lot. I like the at the time I like the 1998 Godzilla movie. Um, I don't anymore because I've learned much more about movies. Uh, but um, but man, that soundtrack slapped. And uh, it did. Um, but uh, so I I was expecting to be more about Godzilla, but I actually am all about Kong in this movie. I think. They really craft a of uh, of character with empathy. Uh, this giant ape is able to really have like emotions, and um, I I kind of think that's why I like Skull Island so much as well. And I didn't notice that until this viewing, though. But I was really really rooting for Kong a lot more than I expected to. So if you haven't checked it out, it is available on HBO Max, but it's also in theaters. I did watch it on HBO Max. However, fourteen days from today, I will be going to a theater. As long as it is, uh, I have reserved seating and I can tell that I'm not near people and it's not super crowded, I'm going to a movie. I'm still going to be smart about this because I know the, uh, I'm, you know, I follow rules. And right now the CDC is saying even if you're vaccinated, you should still be wearing a mask and, uh, you know, social distancing. Because, one, we don't know if all the strands uh, or whatever, I think that's the right word, uh, are going to be, you know, mitigated by the vaccine. And, two, we don't want... Uh, 
we don't know for sure about the spread of the vac- of the virus with people who have been vaccinated. So, you know, I'm going to play it smart, but I do plan on going to a movie theater as soon as I can um, at safely. Um, so what have you been watching, Court? Okay. Um, not that much, but I've been, um, it's April 2nd, and I haven't watched the first episode of season two of Creepshow yet. It just came out yesterday on April Fool's. So I'll have to get to that. But anyway, I also want to say, because you're just talking about the Godzilla soundtrack, and guess what I picked up today? Oh, uh, a soundtrack. No, it's not oh. their best album, but it it's still my favorite album. I'm no longer a fan. They lost me a while ago, but they just reissued Insomniac. I don't, they just put oh. it on vinyl. Is it the 25th anniversary? Man, I don't know. It definitely could be. I'm old, but yeah. So I just thought it was funny. You were talking about the soundtrack and I just, cause wasn't it brain stew that was on the Godzilla soundtrack? Oh yeah, I think it is. Um, and brain stew I, is on Insomniac. Yes, it is. That was their, the first single, uh, with, uh, Jade, not Jaded. It's brain it Jaded. And jaded. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, I think, I swear they just like put them together because there's like no pause in between them. <laughs> Yeah, and Jaded's, like, super short. Yes. Um, anyways, I love Insomniac. I had to have it. Um, I, so I've been watching mostly, um, actually all my movies this week have been on Shudder. I watched Super Dark Times, which we talked about briefly. I really enjoyed it. Um, would 100% suggest it. Um, I watched Violation, which I haven't like that. I like I don't necessarily listen to people in their reviews, you know, but I see that it's like getting average reviews or like people really. <sighs> I've seen like some nitpicky stuff that they're just trying to shock you. This one we did talk about in greater. I mean, you haven't seen the movie, but we definitely talked about it. Um, and I don't think it's an average movie. I think it's better than an average movie. I just. Hmm. Go in there knowing you're going to, you know, see a fully nude male and it's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, there's a lot of stuff going on in that movie, though. I appreciate that, uh, like, the movie companies are putting disclaimers at the beginning of stuff that's going to happen in the movies just in case, you know, you can be warned or you can decide if it's not going to be for you and not spend your time, you know. Um, I've been watching Forensic Files, of course. I still need Netflix to get on that. I watched Don't Go in the Effing Attic on Shudder also. This one I think you can skip, uh, I would say that it's below average. I still like my horror movies to be good. Like, I don't, oh, you know, we have a very tumultuous, like, relationship horror and i but i just wanted some comfort this week so that's what i've been i don't know if that's the right word but i love horror but i also everybody makes horror movies and i swear it's because they think they can get away with making a crappy movie that's low budget and i don't think that they're utilizing the genre correctly but anyway that's what i've been watching guys yeah i think i i think a lot of times it's not necessarily that they don't want to do something but it's an opportunity to make something and try to show what they can do. And it doesn't always pan out. And Okay, fair. Um, 
I'm, there's, you know, I think most people set out to make a good movie and just, you know, it, it, the best intentions fail sometimes, right? Like you try real hard and it just doesn't work or maybe uh, the genre isn't for them, but it was an opportunity to direct. So they were like, fine, I'll do it, which could help them or it could hurt them. Uh, there's definitely some big directors who got their start in horror. Um, and then there's oh. some big directors who get stuck in horror. Uh, and some never make it out of horror, uh, you know, like never get out of that first or second film, you know, um, some want to only do horror. Uh, I'm not sure if Ari Aster is trying to do anything else, but I, I hope he stays in the horror genre because I love his two horror films so far. Jordan Peele, um, did you see that Stephen Yun? I, I should have looked up. I guess he signed on to do the next movie with Jordan Peele. Stephen Yun is uh, his career is blowing up, boy. Like I really with like Minari so getting the Oscar nomination is huge. And then um, he's currently voicing uh, – there's a new Amazon TV series called Invincible, which is uh, a comic book based on um, – it's the same writer, uh, Robert Kirkman, who did The Walking Dead. So I'm not surprised that Stephen Young is involved because uh, I'm sure Kirkman is a producer. Um, it's getting – it's supposed to be really, really good. It's like – it's adult animation, so like it's very violent, and I believe there's even like sexuality in it. Um, I've read a few of the books. Uh, it is a very cool kind of like – take on a superman type story um but uh it's a very very popular comic and now it's an animated series i think they're doing they dropped three episodes and then they're doing one a week that's the amazon model um and i've heard good things matt uh matt from what i watched tonight in my of course part uh, other podcast partner he's been watching and he's really into the show I, I i haven't started it yet because i'm like i'm already juggling star trek and uh winter soldier falcon whatever and um, search party, so I'm like, I want to finish search party before I start another uh, series. So, um, but it is on my radar for sure that I want to watch. And Stephen Yun is the main, uh, the the voice cast on that show is nuts. Uh, J.K. Simmons is is the father oh. character of Stephen Yun's character, and like, I mean, there's there's a lot of people on that show. Um, That's invincible. So yeah. yeah. Okay. On Prime. Okay. I don't I don't know if it's in your wheelhouse or not because it's like it's it's very you know superhero based mm. and it is uh, very violent and and whatnot as a cartoon though so I don't know how that will look but, but it doesn't hurt to give it a try you have Prime so why not word all right folks we will take a quick break and when we come back we will get into our review of a silent voice from 2016. So A Silent Voice, uh, it's listed on IMDb as A Silent Voice colon the movie, implying that maybe there was a TV series or something else at some point. And I believe the final title card of the movie in the subtitled version says a different name than A Silent Voice. I think A Silent Voice might be the American title. I'm not 100% right. It might have just been like a phrase that came up on the screen, but usually that where it popped up implied that was the title. But uh, this movie has an 8.1 IMDb user score, um, a 78 on Metascore. Um, I'm not going to read the cast because I, I well, I guess I'll try. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce a bunch of names as I am want to do. Um, the director is Nayako Yamada. Uh, oh, boy. I definitely am going to mispronounce. Um, I'm so sorry, everyone in advance. Uh, Miyu Arino Sarai. Hayami, Ayo Yuki, Kensho Ono, and I'm going to stop there. Um, but uh, this movie is my pick. Um, several of my students actually reference this as their their favorite film. 
uh, at the beginning of the school year this year, and I had not heard much about it. Um, one of them posted a clip from it, and I'd, I'd seen the clip, and so it's been on my kind of radar. And when I realized it was in, it was on Netflix, uh, and we were doing animated films, I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that one. Uh, I think that's one that I want to give my time to. Um, the premise of the film. And this is according to IMDb is a young man is ostracized by his classmates after he bullies a deaf girl to the point where she moves away. Uh, years later, he sets off on a path for redemption. I don't I feel like she didn't move away as much as she uh, went to a different school. Um, and maybe moved away a little, but it it, it was kind of for me. Uh, I, my only two complaints about this movie were I had a little bit of a hard time with the geography of like where they were in relation to each other. Cause it didn't seem that far. Like when you say move away, I'm thinking like you move to another like city or something. And it didn't feel like that was the case. Um, I definitely got, she switched schools, but you know, that's an easy thing to do. And then um, maybe she moved away and came back. I guess that's possible too. Some of the, the, the um, time frame was a little challenging as far as like how long things were happening. But uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I did do the subtitles over the dub version, which Netflix offers both. And uh, I almost went to the dub version halfway through because they were the subtitles were fast. Yes. Like, and it's like a whole right? paragraph. Yeah, it was big subtitles and it was moving like quickly. And I was like, I don't know if I can keep up with this. Uh, I managed to I felt like a lot of what was being said wasn't necessary to know word for word. Um, in some cases, although that might have been why I sometimes felt a little confused. Um, but overall, I, I really was uh, invested in this movie. I thought um, the themes that are tackled are very tough, but uh, I think they're tackled very well. And I think it makes you, um, you know, think about uh, everything like, you know, is, is redemption possible? Can you um, or once you make a mistake, are you able to to truly uh you know be redeemed to a point do you deserve redemption i think is the uh the main character's kind of like struggling question is do i deserve to have friends anymore and i think some of the visualizations of that concept are really strong in the movie um the way he uh they they put x's on everybody's face who he's currently not comfortable with basically like he he doesn't acknowledge them not in a negative it's not like he doesn't acknowledge them he doesn't like them it's like i'm not worthy of your acknowledgement so you are nothing to me you are you're not visible i i i think the movie has a lot of layers and uh definitely tackles like what young people are going through um with just every like trying to be a good person but also trying to um fit in find your place uh it it just tackles so many different things um i found it you know a, a compelling film and i liked a lot of the characters um some i was very frustrated with and i also felt like that was a cool part of this is that not everybody it's not like a bubblegum movie where just everybody's good by the end you know, there's there's still gray areas some people are better than other people i think behavior wise and um but also i don't feel like there's a pure evil person and I thought that was a, a wise decision too. It wasn't just this like black and white, you know, there's good and evil. It's like, no, there's tons of areas of gray. Even when a character is trying to do the right thing, sometimes they're, they're not realizing that they're being hurtful or harmful to the other people around them. I, I just, 
was really invested in, in what was going on. Um, so I clearly liked it. Uh, what did you think about uh, A Silent Voice, Corey? I liked it for there not to be a lot of talking, though. It sure is long-winded. It's like two hours and nine minutes. And I think we could have cut at least 30 minutes out of it. Um, lots of, like, repeating scenes. I don't need to watch you ride your bicycle in and out of town every time you go. Um, yeah, I liked it. I agree. I think that there are a lot of uh, things that are being tackled here that I guess that I I feel like maybe I don't watch a lot of movies, really, that this might, for the age group that this might be more aimed towards or tailored for. Um, I... I I do have a problem with our main character, though. I see what you're saying about like redemption and stuff, but I still have a problem with them. So, but I I liked it. I just I. What I do you mean you have? A, is that like a spoiler conversation or probably? Um, okay. So we can talk about that later. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say right now. All right. Well, um, we will uh, jump into spoilers here in a second. But just a reminder, this is, again, available to watch on Netflix, both subbed and dubbed. Um, I try to go subbed when possible to, to get the original voice cast. I think sometimes the emotion there is is going to match a little better to the visuals than in a dub version. Um, not always the case, but that is sometimes the dub version. You don't have the same... Uh, because it's culturally different, right? When they start, when you hire like American actors to do the voices, um, they may not know what they're, what the lines mean because it's not from the same culture. So I, I like to, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's, I just like to, to hear the, to me, the tone and the voices and stuff is going to match what you see on screen a little better with the subs. I think, uh, not always, but definitely, um, I think it's, it's more, in line with again in theory that they are actually familiar with what the the movie's talking about versus like hey i'm i live in america i've never been to you know japan before so let me uh dub my my lines you know i hate that netflix has that feature asterisk that it automatically goes to english uh english dubs because they did that with the dark which is a show that i watched the first season of also i believe it's originally german or something i think so but um, I did watch a few minutes of it, it with the English voiceover, and it was like the characters, com- their personalities completely changed in those two minutes. And I was like, no, 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 no. And so I went back to the, you know, the subtitled. That was just interesting. Um, yeah, ag- agreed. Um, all right, well, let's get into spoilers, Corey. Guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about this movie in great detail. You have been warned. So, uh, what is it about um, Ashida that you don't like, or Shoya Ashida is his whole name? They kind of they bounce back and forth between what they call him mm-hmm. um, and his his new friend, whose name I do not know. I'm trying to look at the IMDb plot synopsis. Um, Nagatsuki, I think. And they he calls him something else, like Yasho, or he has like a nickname for him. I, I don't see the nickname anywhere. That's that's kind of lame. But he calls him his own thing. But anyways. 
uh, what was it about him that even after the end of the film, you still didn't like him? I He's fine, but it's like, is he just doing all of this so that he doesn't feel guilty anymore? I mean, he was... Sometimes I struggle with the right verbiage to be sensitive to subjects. So, I mean, I didn't want him to commit suicide at the beginning, of course. But is that the... He only feels guilty... You know, why Why does he care about making amends with her? I mean, I think that's a, a, a kind of a hard place to be. Like, is is one, if one feels guilty, isn't that a form of remorse? Like, hmm. should they be continue to be penalized? Because, I mean, um, it it doesn't seem like, I can see what if you're saying, like, to me, um, the, the, the one girl who's kind of always Ugh. still a jerk. She, she, uh, you, you know, you, 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 um, she is more in that line where like, to me, she doesn't show remorse, but I, I feel like, um, uh, oh man, I'm so bad with the names in this movie. Um, Ashita shows remorse. Um, and I also like, I feel like he's been paying penance. Like he's accepted the role of being the one being bullied as a penance, right? Like he didn't fight back. He doesn't like, he almost, you can tell that he, he felt bad about it. And I I don't know. I don't have an issue with someone feeling guilty because to me, if you feel guilty, you are saying you did something wrong, right? Like if you are denying that you've done something wrong, which is what I think like Weno and uh, the, the, the blonde girl, I think is almost the one who annoyed me the most because she kept acting like she had done nothing wrong ever. Like, like she was always like, I didn't do that. It's like, no, you did things wrong too. Why don't you own it? Like, re- take responsibility because that's where I feel like. Um, she was the 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 most unwilling to admit she did anything wrong because like I didn't like Wino or whatever, but she at least accepted that she was doing these things. Where the other girl was just like, I didn't do that. It's like, no, but you you did, and and she's also the one always pointing her finger at everybody else, you know, like, oh, he did that, or you know, and I'm just like, hey, hold up, everyone was wrong here except for uh, um, Shoko. Shoko is the only one. She's trying to be friends, you know. She's a a deaf girl. Oh, wasn't um, Sahara I, though? Sahara like tried learning sign language and stuff. No, Sahara was great. Sahara ran. Sahara was a coward. That was her. Her flaw or whatever is that she didn't stand up for Soko. Well, right? also there are two girls against like the whole school, and uh, yeah, even like the teacher saying, "I know it was you," to Ishida. Like, yeah, that. How did I you, didn't like the teacher? Like, how um, did you not a notice and do something about it before it came to such a? I I can I appreciate what you're saying, and I totally agree that you shouldn't suffer for the rest of your life for making a mistake. Well, making broad sweeping statements here, but you know what I mean? Like, well, I feel like he didn't like, I don't think he, he pitied, uh, Soko. And I, I don't feel like he ever felt like he was worthy of her friendship. And like when she tried to tell him that she loved him, um, but man, when she, like, there's so much like with her, like, I, I really like her sister. And then, uh, when the sister started to like Ashita, like as you know, like see he's a good person. Just he he was awful as a kid, but he's trying to be better. Um, and uh, but like 
the big the big twist the movie starts with we're expecting Ishida to kill himself uh it doesn't work um thank goodness and uh the mom is it his sister or his mom i thought with the crazy mullet hair the hairdresser the hairdresser (laughs) yeah i thought that was his mom but i'm so confused and i feel like at one point he refers to her as a sister but then they might have been talking about the little girl who is definitely his sister. maria is definitely his sister and then she refers to uh the other guy that is in their house for only one scene i think she's like oh yeah he's married to her his older sister or he's married to ishida's older sister so he's in he's in it twice twice. there's a really really early shot of him and i didn't know what it was and then he came back later i'm like yeah that character does not need to be in this movie because he makes zero sense that he shows up twice um yes so there are a few things that could definitely be trimmed out of this uh for sure but um I'm trying to find if it was his mom or sister, but uh, does not seem to have it easily set up because early she gets, I guess, gets beat up by uh, Soko's mom or Shoko's mom um, after like she, you know, she gets picked on because like there's a scene where it looks like she has blood on her shirt. And then later it's like one shot. It flashes and you see her ear and like the earring is clearly been ripped out of her ear. And so I'm like, wait, what? So there's a there's a few things like that in this movie where I'm like, I don't for sure know what that's supposed to mean because it's really rapid and random. But I think that's supposed to be kind of Ashita like trying to piece together the, the chaos of his younger life that he wasn't quite getting everything. But he's like in the back of his mind, he knows he made some terrible mistakes kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, that's probably what makes this not as strong as it could be. I think it's good. But okay, it is his mother. Uh, oh. Miyaku Ishida is Shoya's mother. It's so. so confusing though because then it says Maria is her granddaughter and Pedro is his, the son-in-law. But I thought for sure that Maria was the sister of the little little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maria Ishida, Shoya's niece and daughter of his older sister and Pedro. I am so confused. Yeah, because in the um, movie they kept saying he. It, it, Oh, what's the sister, the other sister? Ugh. Oh, my God. I don't know. The, uh... the, like, Soko's sister or Ashida's? Yes. Shoko's sister. Um, okay. She... Uh, Yuzuri. Yuzuru. Yes. She says, you have a kid to Ashida? And he's like, no, that's my sister. Right. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't call her a niece. That could be maybe a translation issue with the, the subtitles. I don't know. Probably. So we're, just making it we're dumb, everybody. It's fine. Uh, we don't know everything. We tried to follow what happened. Um, it's a lot of reading, okay? <laughs> it was a lot of reading, and it was super rapid. And again, there's a lot of rapid shots, too. But um, let's talk about the, the... So he almost kills himself, but later, the the big kind of climactic scene is uh what we have been kind of hinted at but we hadn't got because we're our main character is a, uh is him is that um shoko wants to die because she feels like she's a burden on everybody and uh her grandmother's passed and she's sad and she uh basically leaves the fireworks show and goes to jump off the balcony of her apartment by happenstance ashita catches her um he he's there for other reasons she doesn't hear him of course because she's deaf 
and he he just catches her as she falls off the railing. There's this very emotional scene. He rescues her, but he falls over the the balcony himself, luckily into a canal, but still gets hurt. And so that's where we get into like the third act is he's paralyzed or at least in a coma. And um, I I really was like impacted by the scene. In fact, that was the scene that one of my students shared. And I didn't know that she was deaf when I was watching it. So like I'm watching it. And I'm like, why doesn't she hear him? Is it because of the fireworks? Are they too loud? You know, like I didn't know the premise of the movie. I just that like I jumped into that one scene um, and it was emotional then. And then having now sat with the characters for a while, I thought it was extremely emotional. Um, and I was very happy when uh, when Ashida comes gets wakes up. I wasn't sure if he actually had woken up at not at first because there's some surreal elements to this movie. So I wasn't sure if that was like a dream sequence. Uh, so, so when it's confirmed that he actually had awoken, I was like, okay, cool. What'd you think about that whole scenario? Um, I, I'm glad no one died. <laughs> Just say that. I think that it's the relationships and like how the relationships change in this movie are very, interesting and also i think very natural like um because then there's all the scenes at the hospital um with him recovering and stuff and then uh her mother uh nishim shoko's mother like mm-hmm. finally accepting his family and him and stuff i wasn't expecting this at all i thought it was strange that she was leaving and saying she had to go study so but it fit right with her character because she doesn't want to be a burden to anybody. She goes out of her way to have a notebook so that people don't have to learn sign language and they can still communicate with her, you know, and yeah. So just totally unexpected. The part that really got me though at the end, cause I think where I relate to Ashita is I do have a hard time looking people in the eye. Um, it's always been something that makes me uncomfortable. And with the masks, it's become even more like, uncomfortable because that's like all you can see <laughs> is some stare, of that. stare stare um and uh so at the end of the movie when he finally feels like he can look people in the eye like he's worthy of looking people in the eye again um and the x's fall off like it it did hit me a, li- a little bit emotionally um and uh you know like i i think so as a high school teacher um and you know, I, I, I interact with my students quite a bit. Um, I get to have a lot of my students for four years. And so I really get to know them and I see them as people. And even then, sometimes I'm surprised to find out that some of them are like suffering silently, you know, that they, they don't feel like they're good enough or they don't feel like they uh, are worthy. And I've had a student this year who's like, um, like hinted at like having a hard time connecting with his siblings and things like that, you know, and it's like, this movie, I, I do feel like captures the struggle of a high school relationship and the dynamics that, that kids have with each other. Like there, there's so much pressure to be something, you know, and, and that something is constantly changing. Um, it's, it's instantaneous, you know, and like, you can be the, like, cause think about Ashita at the beginning, everyone loves him. It's not until the teacher points out that he's hurting her that suddenly everyone turns on him. You know what I mean? Like, which like, Oh God. No, no. I mean, that's, that's just it though. Right. Like it's, everyone's down with him picking on her until suddenly they're not. 
And at that point, it's too late for him to to like change it. It's already happened. Everyone was like laughing and having a great time with it. And then suddenly they want to hate him. I think he, they were all wrong, but he becomes kind of the, the sacrificial lamb for everybody to like, oh, well, we're not the bad ones. He was the one who really went too far. He and was pretty he suffers forever. Awful, though. And that's what I don't understand either is how are you going to bully someone for bullying somebody? How is that any better than him bullying her? Well, I think that's part of the lesson, though, right? Like, I think that is um, part of what the movie is kind of tackling is that it, it is like it's a series of wrong. Um, there's a I, I don't think there's a single character who is completely right. Like, um, Shoko is the most right. She's just trying to be nice to people. Uh, but I think even like she when she does want something, she's afraid to ask for it. You know, like she's afraid to go for, like, that's not necessarily a, a bad person, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's her struggle. It's her flaw is that she's ashamed or she feels like she doesn't deserve it. And that's, again, it's not like a judgment to her, but it's another thing that people deal with and, you know, they're suffering silently and they shouldn't, they should feel comfortable enough to reach out and, uh, and get help or get what they need and uh, again i'm not saying it's her fault in that regard just that it's i think what the movie's grappling with is that everyone's trying and they're trying different ways to get the same thing which is ultimately you know just happiness and acceptance and they're doing it in unhealthy ways some are doing it in healthier ways like think the kid that uh he saves like he saves his bike basically by letting his own bike get stolen yeah um that kid becomes like obsessed with him, right? Like where he like hero worship essentially. Um, and it's at first he like, she is like, is this friendship? And I, I was like, yeah. And then I'm like, maybe not, maybe it isn't friendship. Maybe it's something else. And I think later it becomes a friendship, but I think initially it's, it's hero worship. It's this, you're great because you helped me and no one else would, you know? Um, and I don't know if he was deserving of, of that praise that he gets from that kid, that kid, you know, we'll do anything for him, throwing money at him. You know what I'm saying? Like he kid didn't hesitate. Yeah. Um, and I get that though, because when you feel like there's nobody, no one was going to help that kid. And Ashita stepped in, he, he suddenly was just like, Oh man, you acknowledge that I needed help. And you, you stepped in and took the, took the punch essentially, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I just think the movie's dealing with a lot of cool stuff and it does it in interesting ways. It is a little fragmented and it is it's choppy at times uh, for sure. And I don't know. I don't watch enough anime to know if that's just the style. Um, It definitely flows with what I've noticed. My students like uh, rapid. They don't like um, movies that drag. Uh, So this movie's like pretty rapid. Um, It's a little episodic at times. Like, I don't know that every scene. Um warrants the next scene necessarily but i think they all in the end congeal in a in a meaningful way that i thought was powerful i think that there's just some weird stuff in there that drags it drags it out a little but um and i see what you're saying about that it's like fast-paced and stuff but then they like put in stuff that's not and doesn't really seem to make sense sure why it's there well, uh, let's. I'm I'm content with moving to our uh, rating. If you are, sure. Um, I am gonna go not uh not quite Golden Pony Boy 
for a silent voice. What about you, Corey? I am going to go with a, a decent watch leaning more towards not gold, quite golden. So our next episode, we're, we're traveling back a ways. Um, I actually don't know when. I'm going to look that up right now. 1972. Uh, but, I don't really know. Ah, it's, I think you're close. Um, but we're watching Fantastic Planet, um, which is from 1973. You were very close. Uh, and it is currently on HBO Max. Um, I, I was uh, just looking at stuff on Letterboxd before because I've heard of this movie. I've never seen like a trailer for it. Um, it looks really zany. Uh, not zany's not the right word. It looks really weird. Trippy, maybe is the word I want to say. Oh, it's very short though. Do you know how short it is? It's only an hour and twelve minutes. I thought it was um, like seventy-three minutes or something like that. We'll take. Yeah, it. it's quite short. Uh, seventy-three, seventy-three, nineteen seventy-three. Oh, seventy-two minutes. So close. Um, it is a, a classic film, though one that's been on my list for a long time. Uh, directed by Rene Lalou. Um, I, I am assuming it's in French, but I am I might just be assuming things on a far, on a faraway planet where blue giants rule, oppressed humanoids rebel against the machine like leaders. Oh, I'm all over that. Um, the art the artwork looks crazy, uh, and apparently, I, I have not verified this, but according to one of the letterbox reviews, um, all of the animators are women. Oh. Um, which is unique. I'm trying to, they said it was on IMDb trivia. Uh, the first animated movie to be rated PG in the United States, um, according to IMDb trivia, which Instead is of course, take with G? a grain of salt. Uh, correct. Oh, um, I don't see the women thing. It is part of the criterion collection though. So, uh, that I did know. Um, I'm going to, I'm women? glad it's on, um, uh hbo max because i'm pretty sure it's still in print on criterion and i oh, it is. feel like usually it can be hard to you know stream things you can rent them and stuff but yeah or you get the criterion channel in some cases mm -hmm. um but that is Corey's pick uh neither of us have seen it so it is one of those cases where we're both going to get to check a movie off of our gap list um and uh i'm excited to, to give it a watch especially because it is HBO Max, and I love getting the opportunity to utilize all the streaming services that I pay for. So, um, although I have been watching a, a search party on HBO Max, so I have been using HBO Max quite a bit. But um, yeah, I can't verify that it is all female directed or animated, so I will have to look into that. But nevertheless, listeners, we will be back next week with our review of Fantastic Planet as we move into the second week of Drawing Conclusions Month, April 2021. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. I'm at Burke Reviews and Corey. At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And you can go to BurkeReviews.com and check out um, other podcasts. And every once in a while, I'll post a review. I have definitely slowed down a lot since uh, the pandemic started. But, you know, there's not a lot of new movies that I'm I'm fighting to watch right now. So I'm just like, whatever, it's good. Um, yeah. In the meantime, folks, stay safe. And as always, keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast, burkereviews.com. <laughs>